Okay, I'm ready. I have my When Predacons Ruled the Earth shirt on. Oh, that shirt looked super cool. I love that shirt. That is a rad shirt. I kind of wish I'd bought that. Yeah, it's like there's too many mashups squishing two things together shirts. But this, this one, this one is just so perfect. It's like all the original Predacon dudes just hanging out. Big yelling T-Rex. Oh, so nice. It's a motherfucking T-Rex. Now I just want to go watch Jurassic World again. <laughs> I haven't bought it on DVD. I don't know if I want to see it again. I, I haven't even watched it yet. I was never a big Jurassic Park fan. That's it was the fun in the theaters, but the more you think about it, the dumber it is. I do like Chris Pratt, though. Yeah. I totally mark out for Jurassic Park. I'd probably rather just watch Guardians of the Galaxy again instead, or Parks yeah. and Rec. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd rather watch Guardians of the Galaxy again. Oh, I haven't watched it in a while. I mean, uh, I will say that if you replace Bryce Dallas Howard with Aubrey Plaza, that is a better movie. Yeah. Okay, I'm done. Although, I'd actually, I'd genuinely prefer, like, I'd pay cinema prices for an episode of Jurassic Parks and Rec. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man, you you know that Jerry is getting uh, eaten by a Dilophosaurus. I mean, Newman basically is the Jerry of that first movie. <laughs> or Nedry, but, you know, n- yeah. you know Wayne Knight, yeah. Newman. Newman. Yeah. You know who I'm talking about. Anyway, so we all ready to go. Yes, Do- Dodson. Dodson is here. Dodson. We got Dodson here. <laughs> See, nobody cares. Uh, okay. Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Beast Wars podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. Today, please join us for the exciting conclusion to this season opening, but not quite two-parter, Coming of the Fusors, Part 2. It's pretty exciting. It's kind of the three-parter of the opening, sort of. It is kind of a three-part. I mean, the first part is, yeah. To sell toys. Part six of the season one finale. Yes. (laughs) It kind of is. I mean, it's all happening within, like, two days, maybe. Yeah, this has been an eventful weekend for the Maximals. Yeah, this, this has been a pretty big weekend. So I guess this is this is the Sunday of that weekend. We've had an awfully big party, and we're feeling we're paying the consequences. Yeah, yeah. Rhinox is so hungover that he can't be woken up without risking dying. They, they've <laughs> they've busted up the planet. They they accidentally set their section of the planet on fire. We're pretty sure, like a couple of guys died. Oh God, they they really did annoy the neighbors and they blew up the planet. <laughs> oh, I lost a couple epic. of guys in lava. This is the most epic party ever. Just a couple guys just drunkenly fell into the lava. (laughs) This is just like that wedding I went to in Quebec City. This episode may end with Rat Trap puking up wedding buffet poutine. Oh. Oh, Oh, like seafood Louis? Mainframe is a Canadian studio. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, we we have the... (laughs) We have the usual... Enough of my horrifying personal life. (laughs) 
Let's get back to the horrifying situation the Maximals are in, in that they are vastly outnumbered. Although, yeah, there are six Predacons here. Yeah. And three Maximals. And everybody's just shooting at each other. Yep. Yes. Is it just me or A, the season two opening really long? It does seem long. It it does, yeah, and it's got lots of spoilers in it. And B, isn't Tarantulas' new transmetal mode just a pearl? The opening is long. Gem right in the forehead and everything. The opening is long, (laughs) full of spoilers. And yes, yes it is. It doesn't spoil the end of this episode, though. No, I think... all the spoilers that actually are in the opening are have been in these episodes. I don't think there's any yep. from future episodes. Well, that's the clip of Megatron's from this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, to demonstrate how thoroughly they are outgunned, uh, Cheetor is initially suggested to take to the air, but to demonstrate the how bad an idea that is, they huck a rock up into the air. It is blasted by lasers and falls down as a teensy pebble. <laughs> At which point everybody's eyes bug out in shock. Which is a good yes. gag. That, it is a good gag. That I oh, That's a good I, gag, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's an actual Looney Tunes gag. I think that's it might. Not the, that's not the very opening of the episode. We also get, like, the Old West opening to conclude the Old West closing, which is kind of confusing because they didn't actually include any of the Old West music or Old West visuals in the recap. No. No. Eh. It would have been nice if they'd actually had the, the last time in sepia tone, but eh. That would have been great. And if the uh, narration was uh, Colin Murdoch doing his quick strike voice? <laughs> yep. Oh, yes. Last time on these here Beast Wars. <laughs> and then we get a super low frame rate explosion jump. Oh, yeah, another base blow. Bad. Yeah, it it just looks it looks odd. It, the frame rate's off. Yeah. It looks like they ran out of time to finish up the episode and we're like, Okay, we can animate this slow-mo sequence on fours. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't quite master explosions until Beast Machines, really. Yeah. Well, they didn't even really master it in Beast Machines. Beast Machines' explosions were always too spherical. They're stylish. Stylish. Yes. The, it, it just seems we, worse be, from the first season because of the frame rate oddities. Mm. It, it's nicely set. The, the framing is good. The execution is... Ugh. They just ramped down the frame rate for some reason. It looks really bad. Yeah. Oh, yes. if oh. they hadn't, it would look great. And and when the the little tiny what's left of the rock pebble lands, they all do this weird bug eye expression where their eyes become points that look at the little rock. Yes. Yes. It, it's pre- it's pretty funny. It, it looks odd. I mean, it well, looks odd. Looks odd. I, I think it's. I, I laughed. It's just it's weird to have Dinobot doing that. Yeah. It's realistic-looking robots doing a, a exaggerated visual gag. Yeah, it's going to yeah. look a little odd, but but the point is gotten. Uh, anyway, so yeah, we've got uh, the whole Predacon force. There, you got Megatron, uh, Tarantulas, Waspinator, Inferno, plus the new Fusors, and then reinforcements arrive in the form of Tarantulas and Waspinator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that you know. seemed odd. I. Was, I was confused by that in that I thought, oh, I thought maybe Waspinator wasn't here, because I remember seeing Tarantulas there. Maybe I just nope, didn't count. They're Waspinator. all there, and then those oh. two guys come for a second time. Ah. I don't want to hear about Tarantulas coming for a second time in the context well, of this episode. Too bad, because he's going to be creepy in this episode. 
So yeah. But also, somebody's going to drop a big rock on him. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, Megatron yeah. gives Silverbolt his second final warning for insubordination. <laughs> yes, because he's like, well, hey, you know, we were clearly outgunning these uh, Maxwells. We should let him surrender. Oh, Megatron's not having any of that kind of talk. Oh, no. And he oh, no. denigrates Silverbolt for being a Fusor, because, again, Megatron got mailed a copy of Hasbro's 1997 <laughs> Toy Fair catalog. I think this is the first and only time they ever used Fusor on the show. Possibly? Hmm. I'll have to well, pay attention to that. keep an eye out if it ever shows up again, but I'm not expecting it to show up again. Yeah, we'll talk about this later in the episode. The Fusors were a whole subline of the 1997 toy line. Yeah. Yes. Uh, do we see Rhinox's spirit quest at the beginning, or does that show up a little bit later? It's uh, a little bit later. We, yeah, but we do see pink energy coming out, and Megatron yeah. also sees it. Yeah. Ah, yes. So he's figured out that, oh, well, they're trying to keep us from the base, and this pink energy thing. Cotton candy I'm machine? Kidding. I don't know. But he wants it. Yep. Whatever it is, if they're trying to keep him away from it, he needs to go mess it up. He's like a cat. <laughs> oh, I know, it's yep. just sugar, and it's bad for me, but so delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not supposed to have it, so I need to go mess it up. I mean, how many times am I going to go to the fair? <laughs> <laughs> and Quickstrike proves himself once again to be incredibly sadistic. After Silverbolt gets chewed out for insubordination, he pipes up as having an objection to Megatron's plan, but that objection is, do we have to kill them quickly? I'd like to s- savor their suffering instead. He wants to slowly torture him, and Megatron likes that idea. Yeah, yeah. I think Quick Strike would have been a pretty messed up Maximal. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's it's more that he's being encouraged in his vindictiveness because of the other Predacons. I maybe see. he was stored next to Protoform X. Yeah, maybe there was like that evil the, bled out of him. <laughs> maybe there was like the bad section of of the hold. <laughs> or he got on the long tr- wrong transport. It's like, oh, this isn't the one I'm supposed to be on. Yeah. I'm gonna go. To- well, they, they they got their baggage mixed up at the airport. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, the uh, Waspman and Silverboard are now headed for the Axelon. So Cheetor has to get to the air after a an amusing uh, running start, courtesy of Rat Trap's boot <laughs> in his ass. Yes. Yep. He does. He kicks and, him into the air so that, that he can have his running start to, to fly off. Yes. And meanwhile, Rat Trap's got to go to vehicle mode, and Dinobot's got to go with him, atop him. Oh, oh yes. So weird and Yay. demeaning. And, and it is, Dinobot as Dinobot says, hurt. the vilest ride of his life, which I find <laughs> inordinately amusing. Yeah, so great. It's, it's just just the looks between them as Rat Trap is not literally, but effectively saying, "Ride me, Dinobot." Yes. <laughs> there, there's a lot of creepy stuff in these. This Dinobot in the last just, episode. He 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 literally shudders at this idea. It's a like, great shudder. If there's one thing I love in Transformers, it's Transformers in robot mode riding other Transformers in vehicle mode. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty great. One of the few things the original Transformers, the movie, got totally right. <laughs> yeah, there, there's few things as good as Galvatron shaking his fist at somebody while riding in Cyclonus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the oh, Junkions. Yeah. Oh, the oh, Junkions yeah, are perfect. Oh, the best use of Rhinox. Yeah, meanwhile, Rhinox is super high. <laughs> <laughs> 
he's on his hippie vision quest to find the Allspark and stuff. Well, the mate, well, going to the other side of the Matrix. His disembodied head is go, is traveling through space. I'm just imagining Richard Newman saying auto lines from The Simpsons. Dude, <laughs> my hands can touch anything but themselves. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> This whole thing was actually just some massive, elaborate smoking chamber, and that pink that Megatron is seeing coming up from it is is actually just the smoke. Yep. And meanwhile, meanwhile, Tarantulas is cussing at Black Arachnia while Black Arachnia searches through Megatron's closet. Oh, yeah, he calls her witch. He hasn't done that before, has he? Yes, he called her witch at the end of Spider's game. Oh, okay. Oh, did he? Yes. You know... You know, Tarant- that's not the word he's thinking of. I, I know, but it, it's in some way, it, it's almost worse the way he delivers it. Yeah. I mean, also, it does the Transformers imply... have a word for that? They don't really use magic. It does imply uh, a, a intentional evil that the other word does not. Yes. It, it's Also, Transformers know what magic is. They went back in time and fought a wizard. <laughs> this is true. They sent a quintessent criminal to a world where he became a wizard. Okay, that is true. There's been a lot of... So, there were some weird episodes. There's been rumors of encounters with magic before, so which... Starscream met Merlin, and his head is right there. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so, that's a very good point. is going through a closet, kind of, of Megatrons looking for stuff. And she pulls out the, the head of Starscream, well, the statue of a head of Starscream. A seeker, at least. That, that showed up in a yep. previous episode on his shelf. And there's a uh-huh. couple trophies. that There's a model plane, the watch that we mentioned in last episode. Yes. It's, it's a regular pocket watch. There's a helicopter in there. Yeah. There's, there's a rubber uh, ducky. There's a surfboard. Yes. There's a wine glass. The, there's these spiked balls, which may be maces. It's hard to tell. But the rubber ducky. The rubber yes. ducky has appeared. His yes. rubber is in there, and at one it's point she picks it up and drops it. And it's it makes bath time tons of fun. Yeah. So yes, did did we mention last time that that Tarantula specifically is now psychically communicating with Black Rachnia? Uh Oh, yes. I think we might. We didn't, but yeah, I think we mentioned it in aftermath. Yeah, I, but, I think yeah. we were too busy being super creeped out by the sounds that they were making yeah. to mention that it was then established that that Tarantulas now has a psychic connection with Black Arachnia. Having his own body, Tarantulas can still go, I'm creepy as hell, and take over Black Arachnia's body whenever he... Yeah, it's actually worse, because in Aftermath, he was just, or his spark was, like, trapped in her head. And then last episode, he got out into his body, and he was just sort of taunting her. I'm not sure if the psychic link was there there. But now they can talk from, like, the other side of the planet without using radio communication because he's sort of still in her head, and that's creepy as crap. And the fact that he can actually control her a little is even weirder. Yeah. 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 Luckily, somebody drops a rock on (laughs) (laughs) This, uh, at least the third time that a large boulder has fallen on tarantulas in this show. And they, he deserved them all. Yeah, yeah he deserves them all and then some. Mm. 
It, it so that gives her a moment of freedom in which she, which she uses to access Megatron's private data tracks. And whatever she gets, it's pretty awesome. Yes, she is pretty excited about what she finds in, in his backup files. Because Megatron is a, a wise tyrant, and he backs up his files. Yeah. It's very important to make sure you keep your files backed up, kids. It's a crash plan subscription. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she downloads that all and then blows up the computer to cover her tracks. And then is a terrible liar when Tarantulas finally can invade her head again. Yeah, because... Such a great bad liar, though. Yes. It's, She's I love her hiding the gun behind... For once. Yes. I love her hiding the gun behind her back even though there's nobody there to watch her. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's like, at least there's a limitation to what Tarantulas can do to her because... He can see, basically see what she's doing now and control her to a limited degree, but he can't, like, delve into her memories. Yes. Mm-hmm. He can, he can communicate with her, but he can't control. Uh, he can't, like, yeah, he can't read her so much. And they are talking when they're communicating too. In fact, to the point where Megatron wonders who Tarantulas is talking to because he can't he he's not no picking up any actual yeah no radio transmissions yep. so he they they actually have to apparently talk to each other out loud which is interesting i mean that's certainly you know relevant to a tv show where you're watching these characters in different places but yeah but that's an interesting note yep. meanwhile uh, meanwhile inferno and uh, megatron crash into each other and swap heads and it's weird Oh yeah, yeah that was really such a strange sight gag. Wait, meanwhile, meanwhile, Waspinator and Silverbolt are off together, and Waspinator, as usual, insists that he gets to be the one in charge for once. Yes, and Silverbolt so is entirely okay with that. Oh, it's and that freaks Waspinator out. It's so adorable that wait, wait, Waspinator in command. Yes, yes, you are. Wait, what? What? You what? can't tell me. You're not telling me I am in command. I am in command. Wait, 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 what? It's just, it's just Waspinator's brain has been well, so abused by all the other Predacons that someone willingly following his orders, it just breaks him. Yes. <laughs> Poor guy. And then he gets shot down by Cheetor. Aw, yeah. that's embarrassing. Oh, there's, there's so many uses of air brakes, cause Waspinator stops and then Silverbolt crashes into him, and then Silverbolt has to go breaks to see Cheetor, and then, then he lolls his tongue out of his dog face, <laughs> while Cheetor flies away cause, oh, a cat! The dog- He wants gonna... to go chase the cat! Gotta <laughs> <laughs> so go chase the kitty! So yeah, uh, Silverbolt gets shot down, and he's you know all ready for the Maximals to kill him, and Dinobot is also ready to kill him. <laughs> but Rattrap and Cheetor are nah. Yeah. Rattrap and Cheetor read the script for this episode, and we're like, no, nah, he's supposed to be on our side. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They also got that toy catalog. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Dinobot is still grumpy after riding around on the Rat Patrol. Oh, so great. So undignified. The only thing that makes a Transformer riding another Transformer better is a Transformer riding another Transformer with a mounted gun emplacement. A mounted gun emplacement that is unfortunately really, really phallic. 
I was thinking a, yeah. a Transformer riding another Transformer who is notably smaller than them. <laughs> that too. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's like a clown car go-kart kind of thing. It's like, it's it's like if Cyclonus was riding Tailgate. Oh, wait, that happens. <laughs> yes. Off Only in my panel. fan fiction, though. Yes. yes. <laughs> so good. Anyway, so yeah, they, they take him to the uh, CR chamber. Uh, Rhinox is finished uh, being super high. He tells the Rat Trap that he was where all are one. Yeah, there's... Why exactly do they put Silverbolt in the CR chamber? Well, because he was in a battle. And he was in a fight, so he was probably a little beat up. And I guess they can kind of tell that he seems to be an okay guy. And yeah, I I like still. that every time he like every time Silverbolt like gets grabbed by Megatron or he falls out of the sky or runs into anyone, there's always this flurry of feathers. <laughs> that is great. great. Oh, and, and Silverbolt feathers all over the place. And Silverbolt makes the best faces in robot mode. Yes, because he's yes. got that slightly doggy face. And big expressive eyes. and, and He's got a half dog, half knight. I'm he has so, a really good head design. Yeah, I'm so glad he that he's here now. Yes. Oh, I missed him. But it, it just, it's like a rescue episode. dog. <laughs> Credit throughout this episode and last episode, they've done a good job of giving everyone a little bit of battle damage, too. Yes. Yeah, well... Everyone looks like they've been through hell. Mm. Well, we'll get to that in a bit, but, like... Silverbolt doesn't really look that damaged. It just seems odd to me that they would throw him in the CR chamber and not, like, lock him in a brig. Because it's not like he's dying. He's just, like, yeah, injured. And there's some really weird, like, Cloud That's a weird Kitty. choice, yeah. Cloud Kitty, and why do they call Silverbolt Bowser Boy? Well, because that's sort of a name for dog. That's a dog name. It is? Bowser. I always think, yeah. I always think Super Mario Brothers. Well, that's like Bowser. Or, or I think Shanana. <laughs> How old are you? Good lord. I am old. <laughs> I'm pretty old and I think of dogs. Yes. Anyway, so, yeah, Rhinox is, you know, he's done, so he's going to join in the fight, and they've just got to go out there and fight until whatever it is Rhinox was doing finishes. Yeah, so they go outside, yep. and we have a commercial break missile barrage. Oh yeah, yes. sudden cliffhanger. <laughs> I was surprised that the episode didn't cut here and go to Coming of the Fusers Part 3. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be fine with that if it was all episode, but, but yeah. I also love how inspirational Rhinox is here, even though they're, they're probably going out there to die. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Rhinox is yeah, we're coming. probably going to die, but sometimes miracles happen. He's becoming yes. more fatalistic as the show goes along. Also, yeah. when when Rat Trap goes in there, Rhinox has like a little explosion when whatever is going on finishes. It's like, uh, that's that doesn't seem good. And Rat Trap just goes about his business. Yep. Rat Trap, don't interrupt Rhinox's tantric thing. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's like, don't worry, Rhinox is just exploding over there. <laughs> And, and as soon yeah, as we the, come back, go ahead. Yeah, the shields fall, and the Maximals get shot to hell. And there's more slow mo jitteriness, which is where yeah. I noted it because it, it it's so bad. Yeah, the shield falling is such a cool effect, and then it's followed up the by slow motion slow-mo. on so just 
whatever the thing is that's following Radox's ion trail and then popping out of the blank stasis pod <gasps> and then looking like a monkey that is also a Frankenstein that is walking out of the thing and then... Oh, it's Optimus. Yeah, it's awful. Oh, it's and also Dinobot awful. gets shot in the junk. I feel I feel I have to point that out. <laughs> yes. It, it's awful atmospheric and creepy and spooky the way Optimus wakes up. It's yeah. presented in a way which really seems kind of foreboding. Yeah, it's very Frankenstein-y. Also, I would like to say that, that this whole thing with Rhinox going and retrieving Optimus's spark just makes me ship them harder. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. That's, that's like my second favorite Beast Wars ship now. Yeah, he misses him so much he will go through the Matrix and out the other side to bring yes. him back. I mean, that's that's on the level of in the Teen Titans comic when when Tim Drake was cloning Superboy because Superboy was gone. <laughs> it's it's pretty hardcore. Like that's that's well, pretty serious business there. That 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 sounds creepier though. That that'd be like if Rhinox made a Optimus Primal doll out of like potatoes or something. <laughs> I feel like if he deliberately turned the blank into what he thought a transmetal optimus would look like before yeah. hitting upon the idea of, oh, I can try to go into the Matrix to bring him back. There's that, too. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go save his soul, not recreate his body. <laughs> anyway, and th- then we have the dawn of the awesome sunrise pose. Yep. Uh-huh. Oh, my God, that looks great. With the, the Predacons just silhouetted against the yep. rising sun, it's... And they get shadows. Oh, oh they, yeah. look, they look so badass. And then by comparison, you've got Rhinox, who's had his chest just caved in through and through. I didn't, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can see through. Yeah, he's got a hole in his Literally torso. Literally all the way through yeah. him. That's gross. And then Dinobot lost his arm. <laughs> Oof. It's bad. They're in bad yeah. shape. They're all going to die. <laughs> yep. Oh. But nope, here's Optimus. Yay! Now he does get a uh, a badass introductory episode here. They go back to just playing up the Western elements as much as possible. Yes. The cavalry has arrived. You know, there, there's a there's a gunslinging scene. Oh yeah, wait. Oh yeah. What? When is the sh- the? When's the part where there's like a lot of close-ups of their faces cutting between each other? That that's very spaghetti that's Western. When they're doing the sort of gun fighting scene. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're a lot of narrowing eyes. Yeah. Are trying to draw on each other. And uh, Tarantula spins his uh, his pizza cutter the way one might spin a revolver chamber. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so good. I love that pizza cutter. But yeah, the, the holy smoking monkey guns. Primal. Yes, speed. and but that is not an intended feature of the toy, but it can totally do that. Ah. The the thing with the uh, the over the shoulder weapons rack yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, that is so awesome, that gun emplacement mode. Yes. <laughs> it just looks so weird and so toyetic to me. And speaking of weird things, we also see his his uh, beast vehicle mode here, which is a gorilla on a flying surfboard. He's a sky surfing monkey. Yes. Remember oh, yeah. the Sky Surfer Strike Force. Apparently. And Megatron just has to point out that flight is no longer Optimus's advantage. And then because he has he's to now a vertical takeoff and. T-Rex. Yes, he's a B-T-O-L T-Rex. Because B-T-R-O-L. Yes. <laughs> Vertical takeoff and king. <laughs> Why? 
Alright. So yeah, uh, Prattle easily beats up the uh, rest of the Predacons, but Megatron's got to be in a minute. Hello and goodbye, Transmetal Optimus Prattle, because again, he's got that toy catalog. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Although, to be fair, Inferno takes out most of the Predacons. Well, yeah. yes. Which, I, I actually had to rewind. It's like, wait, did he do that intentionally? Oh, no. Primal just ducked at the right exact second, and Inferno is just a bad aim. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and but Inferno... Like here's Silverbolt at the rescue, and he knocks Megatron off a cliff, which is apparently like a mile high, because it takes him forever to fall <laughs> off this thing. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. They, cut they back have and a conversation, and then it's interrupted by Megatron going with the thing where he, like, runs out of breath from screaming, takes another deep breath, and starts screaming again. <laughs> yeah, they cut back to him, and he's still, ah, falling. At Megatron, he can come up with all kinds of clever plans, but he can't think to maybe here, not stand beside a cliff. He, he, here, here's the funny thing about that. On top of just, just the long fall, two episodes ago, he did that to Cheetor. Cheetor remembered he can fly. Megatron doesn't remember he can fly. <laughs> He's just Maybe so pissed he was off just... and screaming. No! Yeah. He hits the ground before he can remember, oh, yep. I can fly now. Maybe he was just so embarrassed that he just caught off guard. Pretty much, yeah. So yeah, Silverbolt, he's now a maximum because he was always meant to be one. And Optimus likes his resume. Because he's in the yes. catalog. <laughs> his resume. Yes, he's <laughs> listed in the catalog as a maximal, so. Megatron. So yeah, everybody retires back to the Axelon. Primal's got, uh, you know, people to meet, things to do, uh, yep. like clearing rat trap stuff out of his room. <laughs> oh, rat trap, why? <laughs> well, he was dead, and he had the best room. Listen, he asked about that in other voices. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, then he said no. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> well, he said he intended to come back, but he didn't, yeah, so, you so. know, nobody else is using it. And Primal... And Rattrap was kind of in charge, so, you know, it's only fair that he gets what I assume is the big room. Yeah, sorry, it, does, yeah. it did seem to be a pretty nice room the one time we saw it. Yeah, it's got, yeah. like, a balcony. Yeah. I'm mostly surprised by Dinobot being the one most offended by that. It's <laughs> dishonorable, I guess. It is. I mean, it's pretty dishonorable. You know, it's one thing to challenge a guy to a fight to the death, but, you know, taking his stuff... Yeah. Well, taking his room... take his stuff, he just... Just moved his stuff his into banker's boxes and put it in the corner and moved his stuff in. <laughs> yeah. He's, still, he's probably using the same furniture, and he's a rat. You're, you're dry cleaning that upholstery. Yeah. But, but and there aren't any dry cleaners for literally thousands of years. Yeah, he's, it's, he's it's a good long way off. He's cleaner, he's shinier, he doesn't have to eat gray apples anymore. <laughs> Just goes in there and there, just gray apple cores all over the place. Uh, meanwhile, at the Predacon base, not everybody is so chill. Uh, Megatron is not thrilled that you know his data tracks were destroyed, and, and again, he totally blames it on Dinobot. But and again, Black Arachnia looks so innocent. She does the best. I am lying so hard. And Megatron isn't a hundred percent buying it. No, he's but... definitely not buying it, but he's playing like he kind of buys it. And then he's doing some dramatic roller skating. Oh my god! Oh yes! yeah, Megatron is ben. finally roller skating. Uh, he is Megatron. He he's he just is... talking, and in mid sentence, he he flips out his roller blades and just starts rolling around in robot mode, transforms to T Rex mode, 
and just fades into the darkness, so you, all you can see is his eyes. Okay. All the while rollerblading. Yes! Like, he's just this this evil, pontificating Cheshire cat in that scene. It's On skates. So good. <laughs> On roller skates. The roller skates. He's Why hasn't Megatron ever had roller skates again? That was yeah. so I don't know, but I I want more roller skating bad guys. He's got a brand new pair of roller skates, and you've got a brand new key to Vector Sigma. <laughs> <laughs> just oh so good. And just, meanwhile I would totally do that if I just hit, could pop out skates on my feet. I would just do it all the time. I, I'd either do that or the Brian Cranston. I could Heelys. Yes. Yes. Or maybe Heelys were invented by someone who really liked Beast Wars. Maybe. <laughs> ha ha. And meanwhile, Black Rackney has this secret code stuff, which is clearly important because there's like serious guitar riffs playing as they scroll past her eyeballs. Yeah, and she yes, her eyeballs, which are scrolling binary. Yes. She's seen the Matrix. She triple encrypted all of the stuff she downloaded off the backup before shooting it. That's pretty hardcore. Yep. That's some pretty hardcore security she's got going there. And also, incidentally, no more Energon overload. Yes. They have established that at least that part of the planet has had all the Energon either destroyed or stabilized. Yes, into Energon cubes. Apparently. I don't why why would they change from crystals into cubes? I don't understand. They never go pick up the cubes, do they? Not on screen, but they could do it off screen. Like, yeah, we're going to see some cubes in the next episode. Oh. Give me some chemical explanation as to why they would go from crystals to cubes. Yes. Ruby crystal Heat. energy. It, it happens. Who knows? Quantum surge? Magic? <laughs> okay, so you don't actually have a, a good nope. chemical reason. No, I mean... No, well, I, quantum I, surges not... do cause a derification process. Ah... <laughs> uh. I mean, I just assumed somebody burst into mainframe headquarters and asked, where is the cube? No. <laughs> no. Where is Ladies Man 217? Where are the glasses? Where is the cube? Oh. oh. No. I don't, don't want to rewatch it. I don't want to remember that that exists. I still like that first one, but anyway... Yeah. The first one is definitely the least bad. The first one is like Citizen Kane compared to the others. But it doesn't have Frasier. Or Mark Mark. uh, It has Anaconda's John Voight. Yeah. That's a big negative. (laughs) What do you mean? I like John Voight things. I don't like John Voight. The first one had the basic... He's really good in that. Uh, Have you seen... Oh, what's the one... The Kung Fu Dog movie? Uh, I believe you mean Karate Dog, what in a... which he karate fights a dog. Yes. That I believe that dog has the voice of Chevy Chase. Oof. Yeah. It's a real, least... we're doing this for the paycheck movie. Yep. <laughs> yeah, at least the first Transformers movie had Steven Spielberg, and you had John Rogers doing a major script treatment. That Orsi and Kurtzman screwed up, but at least they were working from something decent, as opposed to the second one. <laughs> which was... Where they kind of wrote an outline and then were like, okay, we gotta go shoot this because the writer's strike is about to start. Yeah, Michael Bay's id just takes over. At least the first one had a script. Yes. Yeah. And then the third one had a script again, proving that having a script is not quite enough. No. Anywho. 
Uh, yeah, so this episode, you know, this is the second part of Coming of the Fusor, so uh, why don't we talk a little about the Fusors? Uh, specifically, in 1997, the, line, the Beast Wars mainline kind of split in two. You had your Transmetals, and you had your Fusors. Well, m- you know, much like Quickstrike and Silverbolt, they were all two animals uh, combined into one, like yeah. uh, like combos. <laughs> They got really creative. I mean, that was uh, yeah. a point where things got really sort of neat with the toy line. Uh, like you had uh, Quick Strike being the the scorpion who has a a cobra for a tail. Uh, you got I'm I'm like I'm pulling them up on TF Wiki now because now I'm trying to to jog my memory for for okay. the particular. Oh, there was Injector. <laughs> Injector, who was half lionfish, half hornet. Yes. I had Noctoro, who was half bull, half bat. Oh, Uh, Terragator, who was half alligator, half turtle. Sky Shadow, Uh, like half dragonfly, half iguana-ish kind of lizard thing. Air Hammer, half falcon, half hammerhead shark. (laughs) It looks kind of ridiculously adorable. Looks amazing. Uh, Bantor, who is half lion, half baboon. Yes. Tiger. Oh, half tiger. Tiger. Half. half the, yeah. Oh. Tiger mandrel. And Buzzclaw, who is half lizard, half uh, mantis. I'm forgetting. Oh, t- and Torka, who was half killer whale, half elephant. Oh, the most also nightmare. Now, also now half a toy because he half a suffers dust. quite badly from gold plastic syndrome. Oh, the nightmare of GPS. And he's super cool. Too. Oh, yeah. He was really cool. That's actually, not as bad a thing as Megatron suffering from a transmetal. Megatron is the best Megatron, and he suffers oh. from the worst affliction. Mine was intact until fairly recently. I actually had a lot of my toys in storage for a long time, and then just recently started going through them and selling off stuff to, to pay my bills. Because editing doesn't pay a whole lot. And and one of the things, I actually found my transmetal Megatron. I took him to the toy show with me. I wasn't going to sell them. I just sort of wanted to have them. And I think ultimately what it was was I wanted to see how long I could resist trying to transform him. <laughs> and I made it a few hours. And then the the first thing I did, like opening the flaps that that end up on his back, one of them just broke right off. Like It was just it was waiting to, to break. So that was sad. Takara, if you're listening, if you make a masterpiece, you've got four guaranteed sales right here. Yeah, seriously. You don't even need to make a masterpiece. Just re-release the existing one. It's great. Yeah, just re-release I, the I would like it one. if you could rotate his fan so he could fly in robot mode. Yeah, okay, yeah, I would pay an extra five bucks for that. Yeah. Add one small hinge. That's all we ask. Re-release and don't make them. it out of gold plastic. The, yeah. Or make it out of the new... St- haven't they pretty much stabilized the gold plastic? They have so. I mean, the new formulation that doesn't new, have the same uh, problems. Okay. Was that I used mean, in that, that Lincoln Park sound? <laughs> that Lincoln Park sound wave that was just entirely hideous <laughs> gold plastic. Like, wow. I That's kind of hope that one does suffer from that, because that one doesn't deserve to last. <laughs> that would, yeah. It that doesn't deserve to live. Anyway, what, um, was it before, after, or during... Them making the Fusor toys that they started making Animorphs toys? That No, that happened like during Beast Machines. That was a couple years later. Oh, okay. Because I, I know there was like some toy crossover ideas somewhere in there. 
Although, weirdly, uh, somebody at Hasbro really loved the idea of the whole mash-em-up at the time, because that was right around the same time that uh, Jurassic Park Chaos Effect came out. Oh, yeah, those were... Which was basically Jurassic Park Fusors. Yeah. Yes, I still have the, the like, bright green and purple pterodactyl thing, like, on, like perched on my bathroom shelf to terrify oh. people who look up a little bit. Oh, those were super cool. There's like a tiger striped T Rex that I wish I had. I never knew existed. Animorphs ended up coming out contemporary to season three toys, I think. Oh, okay. Oh, actually, you're right, because the Beast Wars mutants were like, they were originally Animorphs, and then that line got cancelled, so they made them into regular Beast Wars toys. Yeah, they just took out human looking bits, and they're just animals that transform into other animals, which is really weird, and Soundwave is one of them. Yeah, I, yeah, that's so we'll weird. Talk to the, we'll talk about those, I guess, later in the... Eventually. Yeah. Later in the podcast, because I will go to bat for those Beast Wars mutants. They are cool. We'll, we'll talk about those someday. Yes. They're an amusing... The line between Fuse Wars and Transmetals is kind of blurry, isn't it? Because, like, Quickstrike has... Quickstrike is kind of one of both. He's kind of shiny. Yeah, he's really shiny. Well, uh... Hmm. Well, is I think at that point they just really liked making things shiny. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like they had two concepts for what they wanted to do for the uh, Season 2 1998 toys, and they couldn't really decide, so they kind of did both, with Transmetals having the vac metal gimmick and then Fusors having the two beasts in one gimmick. Mm-hmm. And, like, Fusors had basics and deluxes, and then Transmetals had... Deluxes and Megas and the one or two that were larger than Megas eventually. Hmm. Yeah, I guess. Were those Ultras, did they call us back then? I think they were Ultras. Yeah. Hmm. Ultras, and then later there was a Supreme. Yep. Yes. Ah, uh-huh. uh, Supreme. <laughs> but anyway, the, the Fusors, they were all pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, they, I they were everything that came Shadow. out that year was pretty cool. They were nice and like, creative. Was there a bad Beast Wars Season 2 toy? I'm uh, I mean, crazy about Transmetal Rhinox. Admittedly, Injector is kind of just great in a ridiculous, hilarious... I, I love Injector. He's got a lot of personality. <laughs> he does. That personality is insane fish monster. He just insane. has a giant fish constantly eating his head. Insane oh, no. fish bee. Rob, Rob, the reason you like them is because he's like a Spider-Man villain. He's got a face coming out of another thing's face. Oh my god, you're totally right. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. He's grizzly, only with a fish and a bee. <laughs> yeah, oh. it's, it's, a, it, it's an interesting toy. Also, he was named Aquasting, which is a way better name. Uh, the, the, the Fusors, the whole idea kind of feels like a D&D idea. Okay, we need a new monster. Let's mash two things together and have somebody draw it. Only cool they turn into well, like owls and also like bears. Yeah, they're owl bears. Why isn't there an owl bear Fusor? And there totally should be. And the closest we got is the bear that turns in. Is there a bear that turns into an owl? What's the? There is a bear that turns into an owl. Oh yeah, maybe you <gasps> did kind of get it. Did. Uh, I guess they owned Wizards of the Coast at the time, didn't they? They did not own Wizards of the Coast until 1999. Oh, okay. Okay, so oh. I guess they would have right around the same time that Icebird was coming out, who oh, is the owl who is a bird. I, I guess he can't stick his bird face out in bear mode, though, can he? 
No, because, well, he can, but that bird face is on his butt. <laughs> oh, so close to an owlbear, but so far. <laughs> Almost. Almost. <laughs> a, a horrible, horrible owlbear. <laughs> so messed up. Oh, God. Hasbro only bought Wizards of the Coast because they really, well, I guess not only because they'd been interested since 1994, but what got them to push the button was really wanting the Pokemon trading card game. Ah. Well, that'd make them a lot of money at the time. Yep. Presumably it still makes some money, considering it's still active and being made. Anyway, I think that should about do us for this episode of uh, the Stasis Pod. So until next time, you can find us uh, all over the internets. We are on Twitter at at StasisPod. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash StasisPod. And we're on Tumblr at stasispod.tumblr.com. And our RSS feed is hosted by iaconunderground.net. And if you'd like to get us on iTunes, we're also there. You can rate and review us there. We would appreciate it. And, you know, we'd also like to hear from you. So write into the Maxa Mailbag at stasispodcast at gmail.com. We'll read your letter on the air, and uh, maybe we'll make fun of you. Who knows? We probably won't. Probably not. Maybe I'll is promise the- you some kind of porn fic. She might also do that. <laughs> Is there anything in the Maxim mailbag this week? No, sadly. No, unfortunately, there's just a bunch of model airplanes and Starscream heads. <laughs> and a rubber ducky. Yes, and I think a bowling trophy. The Megatron, he's a good bowler. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's got that two-finger grip nailed. That's right. That's true. <laughs> oh, and with the roller skates, he could just glide. Oh, man, roller bowling? Is that a thing? No, you die. <laughs> It's not just that you'd die, you'd foul constantly. Yeah, you'd you'd cross the line way too easily. And you'd go head first right into that bolt, into that pin restacking thing. I'm pretty sure that would kill you. You'd have to let it go from further away and then just sort of skate sideways. And hope no one's in the next lane. And then you'd be scuffing up yeah. those lanes all the time. I can, yeah. I, yeah. That, that's Roller bowling, not a good idea. I mean... Also... So, I'm imagining Megatron's bowling trophy just coming from getting pissed off at the thing and just blasting it. (laughs) (laughs) And then Black Reckoner just going, okay, you win. (laughs) Or more likely he shoots Tarantulas' pins so Tarantulas can't hit his pins. And no matter what Megatron does, he wins. Anyhow. So, until next time, when we will attempt to untangle Tangled Web, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. David Happy. Yes. David knows. David knows.
he knew. He was so excited. <laughs> Waspinator, the last person you would think would know about astrology. Astronomy. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, next time we get uh, Tangled Web and Maximal No More. So, oh. a couple of very good episodes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, name no, I'm just bad. imagining Megatron going, there's nothing in the rules that says I can't super glue the pins <laughs> in the other lanes to the track. No. <laughs> well, that kind of sounds like a tarantula's trick, actually. Mark that lane of seven, and you're entering a world of pain. Yes. <laughs> this isn't Iacon, Smokey. There are rules. Rampage was really excited about bumper bowling until he found out it didn't involve a minibot. Okay, I get juice. Be back in a bit. Oh. I've been really underwhelmed by Combiner Wars, so Combiner Wars Predicus is equally underwhelming. Like, oh, underwhelming exclusives made from underwhelming toys. Yeah, I don't even care about this. I got I everything to... I wanted from it in the first and second waves, so. Yeah, you and your aerial bots. I if I cared more about the aerial bots, I would have been super excited for that first wave, but I... G2 Slingshot is like the only aerial bot I care about. <sighs> no. Anyway, I, I finally found the uh, Protectabot limbs on the weekend, so I'm actually pretty jazzed about Combiner Wars right now. I, I've had, like, Hotspot and Groove for months. She's been a torso. Now I can make a big guy. I'm unreasonably excited. <laughs>